Welcome to Get It Right. This is your host, Jemi Adewale, the teacher. I'm glad that you are there to continue this series with me. In our last broadcast, I ended the first segment of our prayer series, which is the Lord's Prayer. Today, I'm so happy that we are starting on another segment in our consideration of praying because what we are dealing with is the series in prayer. So today is the first teaching in the next segment in our series in prayer. And we are considering praying in the name of Jesus. Let me take my text from John chapter 14 as I read from verses 13 and 14. It says, this is Jesus speaking now. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. At this point in our prayer series, we have come to how to pray proper. Because what we have learned in the last 10 weeks was the prayer model, which was an Old Testament prayer. And remember, I kept saying something to the teachings in that segment that the new testament that we are now in the new testament praying has changed a lot of provisions in the lord's prayer have been modified with the way jesus asked us to pray now how does jesus ask us to pray as new testament saints and that is what we have started today and we just saw in the passage i read to us john chapter 14 verses 13 and 14 that jesus asked us to pray in his name that whatever we ask in his name he will do it that whatever we demand for in his name will be granted so praying in the name of jesus what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? It simply means to pray or to ask on the platform of Jesus. It means we are using Jesus as our springboard in praying to God. Jesus is the platform. We come and mount the platform, which is Jesus, and we are praying in his name. We are praying in his behalf. We are praying in his merit. That is what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. Praying in the name of Jesus means praying on the merit of Jesus. Now, what many of us do, which is not exactly praying in the name of Jesus, is we just use the name of Jesus to introduce our prayer. Now, after introducing our prayer with the name of Jesus, we switch on to the task of convincing God on why he should answer us. That's what many of us do. And we think we are praying in the name of Jesus. No, you are not praying in the name of Jesus that way. All you have done is introduce your prayer in the name of Jesus. And then you take up the task of convincing God why he should answer your prayer. When you pray in the name of Jesus, you pray on the merit of Jesus. What does it mean to pray on the merit of Jesus? It means Jesus is your access to God in prayers. Let's look at Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus... You who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Now, Paul was addressing Gentile believers here. And I can assure you, 99.9%, if not 100% of my audience are Gentiles that have come to God in Christ. Now, Paul says that we were once far from God. But in Christ Jesus, we who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. That is what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 says. And now in verse 18 it says, For through him, through whom? Through Christ. 
we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Look at that. Jesus is your access to God in prayer. It's not just your introduction to God. Jesus is your access to God in prayer. He is the justification for your prayers. When you are doing a project and you are defending it, they will ask you that what is the justification for this project? In other words, why should we support this project you are doing? Why should we fund this project? And everything you are doing is you are presenting justification why that thing should be. And if you are able to justify it before the funders, they make the fund available for the project. The same thing with prayer. Now, when you go to God in prayer, Jesus is the justification for your prayers. Beyond access, he is also the justification. He is the reason God will answer your prayer in the first instance. Many believers don't know. They think it's their pains. They think it's their desperation. And that's why when you see some believers pray, they say, Oh God, look at my pains. Look at how I am suffering. Look at how painful this thing is. Look at the deprivation. Look at how I'm desperate. God, I will die if you don't do this thing. Hey, these are sentiments. They are not the reason God will answer you. You don't play sentiment with God in place of prayer. You don't use your feelings to blackmail God. God cannot be blackmailed into answering your prayer. But you have a justification in Christ. And that is what our text says. That if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, God the Father will do it. That he may be glorified in the Son. So your justification in prayer is praying in the name of Jesus. That is it. Now, it means Jesus is our mediator in prayer. And Job lamented the lack of a go-between or mediator in his relationship with God in the days of his trial. You see, Job understood very well the need for a mediator when you are praying. Because somebody may be looking at that, why do you even need to go to somebody to pray? It's because you need the mediator in the place of prayer. Your works are not good enough to make God answer you. Your deeds are not good enough to make God answer you. You are not holy enough to merit an answer with God in prayer. You are not committed to God enough. You have not loved God enough to deserve an answer from God in prayer. That's the reason for it. However, Jesus provides that merit for you. He is your mediator. Job understood the need for it. He lamented the lack of a mediator in his relationship with God in the days of his trial. He never felt the need for a mediator when things were going on smoothly for him. But during his trial, when God appeared distant from him, and it appears his prayers were blocked. He longed for a mediator. And that we can see in the book of Job chapter 9 from verses 32 to 35. It says, For he is not a man. This is Job talking about God. For he is not a man. God is not a man as I am. That I may answer him. You see, engaging God is unequal. God is too high for me. He is not a man like me. I cannot answer him. And that we should go to court together. Look at that. I wish I can sue God. I wish I can take God to a place. I wish I can tell somebody what God is doing for me. And that person will be able to adjudicate between God and me. He says that he is not a man that I may answer him. That we should go to court together. Now verse 33. Nor is there any mediator between us. Look at that. So somebody realized the need for a mediator in his days. And that person was Job. He said, nor is there any mediator between us. Who may lay his hand on us both? Wonderful. What does a mediator do? 
when two parties are in disagreement, a mediator comes, lay hands on the first party, lay hands on the second party and says, enough. Everybody, stay action. That is what Job was longing for. He said, I wish there's somebody that can approach and the person will lay hands on me, lay hands on God and command a ceasefire. This suffering is too much. Let's continue. Let him take his rod away from me and do not let the dread of him terrify me. Then I will speak and not fear him. But it's not so with me. Look at that. Even though Job longed for it, he never experienced it. You see, God's covenant relationship with Abraham introduced humanity to praying on the platform of a mediator. God's relationship with Abraham, we saw the need for a mediator. Isaac invoked the blessing of Abraham when praying for Jacob. Now, when Isaac, the son of Abraham, would pray for his own son, he kept invoking the blessing of Abraham. He kept referring to the God of Abraham when he would bless his children. Why was that? Abraham was the mediator. It means that on my own, I cannot say anything. But when I present the platform of Abraham, God will answer me. When God will introduce himself to Jacob in his first one-on-one encounter with Jacob in Genesis chapter 28 and in verse 13, he introduced himself as the God of Abraham. Look at that. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. This is God talking to Jacob. This is Jacob's first encounter with God, one-on-one. And God, you know, introduced himself to him on the platform of his father. See, more than 1,000 years later, Israel as a nation, they kept invoking the relationship between God and Abraham in their prayers for deliverance. What were they doing? They were praying to God on the platform God provided them in Abraham. You see, when Jesus said we should pray in his name, he was not introducing a new thing. It was something that had been happening before. Israel were praying on the merit of Abraham. Now, Jesus said that today we should pray on his own merit. Today, everyone praying to God, whether they know it or not, approach God on the platform provided by whoever they believe in. That's the point. If you have any religion and you pray, you are praying on the merit of that religion. That religion has provided you a platform for prayer. And that's the truth. Some don't even pray. They simply ask their mediator to pray for them. Like the Catholics, you hear them pray to Holy Mary and ask Holy Mary Virgin to pray for them. You see, they are not even the one praying now. Say, Holy Mary, pray for us. Even though that is wrong, because God wants us to pray directly to him. Before looking at what it means to pray in Jesus' name, let's consider the name Jesus. The platform for approaching God in prayer. First, why should we pray in the name of Jesus? What is the reason? What makes the name of Jesus special? And the first thing I will tell you is that the name Jesus was not just for an identification. The name Jesus was an inheritance. The Bible tells us so. Jesus' name was not just for identification. It was an inheritance from God. We will see that in Hebrews chapter 1. And we will see it from verse 1 to 4. In Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers and by the prophets, has in this last day spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed here of all things, through whom also he made the words, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, 
having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Look at that. So it means the name Jesus was actually an inheritance for him. So Jesus' name was not just for identification. It was an inheritance. And by that he was better than any angel or any other creation in heaven. That's what makes Jesus' name special. Let me stop here and I will continue when I come back from the break. In the meantime, enjoy this music. God bless you. Welcome back. This is Get It Right. If you are just joining us at this point or you have missed any of the previous episodes, you can go to the website of this radio. Simply go to www.worstradio.com and go to Get It Right and download as many episodes as have been uploaded. Before I went on break, I was giving the justification of praying in the name of Jesus, telling you the fact that every one of us that pray today needs a platform for prayer. We need a mediator for prayer. Job recognized this and he said it in his trial. In Job chapter 9 verse 33, he said, Now there is no mediator between him and God who can lay hands on us both that his anger may cease from him. You see, that's what a mediator does and that's what Jesus does. A mediator is the person that has influence on both parties. Now, when you want to pray and you want to choose a mediator with God in your prayer, then it must be somebody that has influence with God and has influence with man. The person that can tell man what to do and the person that can tell God how to do something and he will have his way. That is the mediator. Somebody is not qualified to mediate between two parties when his influence is with only one party. But Jesus has influence both with God and with man. And that's why he eminently qualified to be the mediator. In Hebrews chapter 1 and in verse 4, we were told that by inheritance, a name that is better, more excellent than that of angels or any other creature in heaven. So in the heavenly realms, the name Jesus has influence. is the most excellent name. And it cuts through all barriers and get to heaven. Now, what's the essence of choosing as mediator in prayer? A name that is only known on earth, but when it gets to heaven, nobody knows it. Now, you have failed in your beach to pray, but the name of Jesus has influence in heaven. He is known in heaven. We are told here that he is excellent, more than that of the angels. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 17, there we are told 
He is the image of the invisible God. Talking about Jesus now. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or power. All things were created through him and for him. Look at that. Jesus is the creator of all things. All things were created through Jesus, by Jesus, and for Jesus. So he's the beginning and the end of everything. That's why he is called the Alpha and the Omega. He is the initiation of everything. He is the conclusion of everything. Not just on earth, even in heaven. And that is why he eminently qualified to be. He is before all things. And in him, all things consist. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 9, there we are told, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Look at that. Jesus is the embodiment of the Godhead. In him dwells all the Godhead bodily. What is the Godhead? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now the Bible tells us that the three are completely encapsulated in Christ. So that is why he is the mediator. Because his mediation is beyond earth here. It cuts across heaven and earth. Now, Jesus is the source and sustenance of all things, including you, my listeners. That is the name recognized in heaven. On earth, the name of Jesus is above all others. Israel prayed on the platform of Abraham, but Jesus is greater than Abraham. In John chapter 8, verses 56 to 58, the Bible says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. Look at that. They were making their prayers, their communication, their communion with God on the platform of Abraham. And here Jesus proved to them his superiority over Abraham by letting them know that before Abraham was, that he had been. So that shows that Jesus cannot be compared with Abraham. Not only that, Moses was also a faithful servant of God. But in the household of God, Moses was only a servant, where Jesus is the son. So what am I doing at this point? What I'm doing is comparing the names or the platform or the mediator on whose merits people have been praying before Jesus came. We have seen that of Abraham and Jesus said he was superior to Abraham because before Abraham was, he had been. Now, we are talking about Moses here and the Bible tells us that Moses was only a servant in the house that Jesus was son over. Let's read from Hebrews chapter 3 as I read from verses 3 to 6. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. Look at that. Jesus built the house. Moses was only an occupant in the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which will be spoken afterward. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if you hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Look at that. The Bible was making us to understand here 
that if you put Moses and Jesus in the same house, Moses will only be a servant in the house where Jesus himself is the Lord. So we are seeing Moses as a mediator. He was the mediator of the law in the Old Testament. Jesus is the mediator of grace. No servant or messenger appointed by God or self-appointed has ever made the bold declaration that whoever sees him has seen God. Jesus was the only one that made that declaration. He made that declaration 2,000 years ago. Until date, no man has been able to invalidate it. No man has been able to prove that Jesus was wrong in that assertion. He said boldly that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Have you ever seen anybody that said that? Do you know any religious leader that said that? No, they dare not because they are not. And Jesus said it until date. It has not been proven to be wrong. Finally, Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. In the Old Testament, Moses was the mediator between God and Israel. He mediated the covenant of the law. We see that in John chapter 1 verse 17. The Bible says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Look at that. Old Testament was all about the law and observances. Now we are told that those laws and observances were mediated through Moses. God gave it to Israel through Moses and it was limited in its application. So Moses was a mediator of the law and it was mediated for Israel. It was limited to that of Israel. But Jesus is the mediator of grace. Jesus brought in the covenant of grace. It was a better covenant. In Hebrews chapter 8 and in verse 6, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also the mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. Jesus mediated the better covenant established on better promises. What is it? The New Testament. The New Testament. The mediatorial status of Jesus is unlimited. He put an end to the mediation of Abraham, Moses, or any other man and became the one mediator between God and man. We see that in 1 Timothy chapter 2 and in verse 5. It says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Look at that. Only one mediator between God and man. One God and the entire universe. Then one mediator. And that one mediator is who? Is Christ Jesus. Look at that. So if you want to pray in anybody's name, the only name that is qualified to be prayed by is the name of Jesus. The only person that has enough merit with God from whom anybody on earth can draw and make a demand on God and God will answer is Jesus because he's the mediator between God and man. We see in Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 to 11 there the Bible tells us therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Look at that. See, that's what Jesus is. He is the only mediator. He is the one whose name is recognized on earth and is recognized in heaven. He is the only name through which you can pray and that prayer will cut through all the barriers in the heavenlies and reach God because that is a name that is recognized in heaven. It's a name that has influence in heaven and that is what 
we are here for and that's what i'm telling you that you pray in the name of jesus when you pray in the name of jesus you are praying on the merit of jesus when you pray in the name of jesus you are praying on the qualifications of jesus when you pray in the name of jesus you are praying on the deserving the ending of jesus jesus already ended it you are only going to the father to make demand upon what jesus already did dear listeners how have you been praying have you been praying in the name of jesus it is the name that god recognizes it is the name that can bring answer any other name there is no guarantee of answer in fact nobody else dare say pray in his name but jesus said that whatever you ask in my name i will do it why because he has enough credit in heaven he has enough merit in heaven that you and i the entire world cannot exhaust how have you been praying start praying in the name of jesus today and you will see answers to your prayer if you have not accepted christ in your life it's difficult for you to pray in the name of jesus and if you have not accepted christ why not say this prayer with me and you will become a part of the family of god say with me dear god i thank you for working out my salvation lord jesus thank you for dying for me I accept you today as my Lord and my Savior. I commit to following you. I commit to serving you all through my life. Thank you for saving me. Now, if you said that prayer with all your heart, I congratulate you. You have become a member of the family of God. You are a child of God. Let's take the discussion further. Contact me on any of my lines. My lines are 0803-426-2868. 0803-426-2868. The second one is... 0808-777-6418 Till we meet next time, God bless him.
Yeah.